Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Money Mitch Effect. I'm your host, Mitch Michaels, and thank you for joining me on this sports podcast where we've got a lot to talk about in the world of the NFL. I'm joined by my good buddy for the first of 2019's appearances, Chris Miller. He comes on every couple weeks to talk NFL football. We talk about week one, the Raiders winning the last game of the week, his Raiders being the Broncos, the Antonio Brown less Raiders win. We talk about that, the Browns laying an egg, the Vikings looking better, the Colts being in that game with the Chargers, the Cowboys on fire. So many NFL storylines to talk about, and yes, the Patriots are still good. We dive into all the football talk as well as look ahead to week two. It's Chris Miller now on the Money Mitch Effect. Let's start the show. All right, back on the Money Mitch Effect to talk football. It's that time of year again, the annual and somewhat weekly appearances by Chris Miller to break down the National Football League. Chris, calling in remotely on this late Wednesday night. Thanks for joining the show. Hey, of course. My pleasure as always, man. It's uh, good to be back on the uh, Money Mitch Effect. Chris, I I wasn't planning until the last Monday night game to lead off with the Raiders, but they had that win. And I want to give you credit there because it's been quite an eventful off season, training camp, preseason, you name it. Um, A lot going on. Antonio Brown cloud hanging over their head. He signed, he's gone, doesn't even play a game for the team, but the Raiders were on Monday night. And as we were just talking about before we started playing some great defense, owning the trenches up front, yeah. We don't really expect a whole lot out of Denver this year, but that was a very impressive win when a lot of people had already written the Raiders off. I think the only people who really believed that the Raiders were going to win this game were Raiders fans, to be honest. A lot of the critics were already writing this up as a going to be a terrible season. And I mean, who knows? I mean, it's only week one. But yeah, uh, Derek Carr looked amazing. He was efficient. He stayed upright pretty much the entire game. And, uh, but the real story was the defense. I mean, they really showed up in a way that I haven't seen a Raiders defense show up in a long time. Yeah. At least since like that Super Bowl year. (laughs) It was the last time I remember seeing a defense that played this well. Yeah. The roster got a lot younger, which was great because we know the last couple of years they were pretty, they were pretty old, old team. Yeah. So it's good to see some youth there. I keep going back to the trenches because not only did the defense play well, but the offensive line kept Miller and Chubb away from Carr. Let him have time. 22 for, I think, 26 completions. But Jacobs is another one. I mean, he rookie running backs are making an impact very quickly, and he had himself quite the debut, not just running, but had that catch in there too. So he's another guy I think this could be the recipe for something. I don't know. Again, I know it's one game. I don't know what the Raiders' plans are or what their success rate is going to be this year, but it's a nice blueprint for how they should play football. Oh, definitely. And Josh Jacobs was one of those guys that I was definitely excited about coming into this season. You know, there wasn't a lot of tape on him from Alabama because he didn't play a whole lot. But that's part of the reason why I was excited about him, because everything that they were saying about Jacobs as a player sounded great. And on top of that, he had very minimal wear on those tires. <laughs> yeah, because that team was so showed. loaded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it exactly. helps. Were you? Um, yeah, and I was just yeah. going to ask, were you going into, I guess, the game one? I mean, obviously Raiders, and you said Raiders fans, were still somewhat optimistic because of the rivalry, because it's the home opener, and you want to put your best foot forward. 
But yeah. there had to be some, I mean, at least level of deflation, even if you were ready for it to be done. The Brown saga happening, I mean, this was a guy who came in the offseason and was supposed to ignite the offense. And if anything, the only lasting memory he's going to have is that he got the team to rally around each other and win that first game. I mean, there has to be a yeah. little bit of a letdown that this guy never even played a game for you. Well, of course. I mean, anytime you have a player of that caliber who brings that level of excitement to an offense, you want to see what he's going to look like with, with your team. You want, you want to see what Derek Carr and Antonio Brown could do together. You know, I think a lot of people want to see that, not just Raiders fans. So yeah, him ultimately, you know, getting released by the team and going to the Patriots was, uh, you know, it was a letdown for sure. I think we missed out on an opportunity to, to really see some electrifying offense. But as we saw Monday night, you know, no Brown, it didn't really seem to matter. The offense still looked electric. You know, Tyrell Williams really stepped up and filled that void greatly. I uh, I, I want to give props to the Raiders, but I also got to say Denver, that offense is going to have some identity issues, especially if Flacco plays quarterback for most of the season. It, <laughs> it wasn't great. And – you know, Fangio's a new coach. He's a defensive coach. Really questioned yeah. him taking that field goal late in that game. I think they have some weapons, and obviously the defense is there, but it could be a long season for Denver if they don't fix this. I mean, you already took an off take an offense that has struggled the past few years, and you go and bring in a defensive-minded coach. It doesn't seem like a really good fit there in Denver, but... You know, I think they'll figure some things out. You know, I hate to say it. I think that they are a, a better team than they looked on Monday. They do have a pretty decent you know, receiving core. Philip Lindsay is still a really good running back. But again, a lot of credit to the Raiders. I mean, they, they shut him down. And, you know, I think they'll figure things out. A lot of teams struggled offensively in week one. Yeah. You know, that's sort of that plague of not playing a whole lot in the preseason. I think it hurt a lot of teams. It's a good point, and I, and I want to just build off that for a second because I think that's going to be a recurring theme. If you're not going to treat the preseason as such or in the future, if they are going to cut preseason games, I think we have to expect the first couple weeks for these teams to be rusty. And, and look, offensively yeah. is where it's going to happen, especially I think it's going to get harder to realize. Like take the Bears and Trubisky who played awful on Thursday night. Yeah, was that him not ready to make the leap, or was that just rust of an offense starting without getting the reps in? It's going to be hard to tell for a few games, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure, and I, I think it was a little bit of column A and column B when it came to the Bears. You know, I definitely think there was some rust there, but you also again you got to give some serious credit to uh, the Packers. They revamped that defense. Yeah. Um, they put a lot of focus into drafting a lot of defensive players, signing defensive free agents, and uh, they they really showed up on one, our, our Thursday night. I mean, they they really turned that that defense around. I mean, we want to talk about the Raiders not having a defense for a long time. When was the last time the Packers <laughs> really had a defense worth uh, caring about? Um, yeah. It was that was uh, they put on a show. They really did. Yeah, no, and, uh, you know, a running game, too, and we'll see if they get that. But if they can get those two things consistently this season, the Packers are going to be tough. Uh, the Bears still have time. That game yeah. against Denver is going to be huge for them. They cannot lose and, and lose to that Denver team and fall 
0-2. I, I just want to touch on another team that I thought their new revamped game plan really impressed me. Might not have gotten the uh, the press and the coverage with all the Week 1 crazy storylines, Chris, but the Vikings really yeah. like what they did. And, you know, I'm kicking myself. We're both fantasy football players. <laughs> I would have loved to be more informed about Dalvin Cook because yeah. it's not just Cook being healthy again and, and looking great. It's they got Gary Kubiak in that in that room now, and I know he's he's he, I think he's a consultant basically, who yeah. works with the offense. But what does he do? It, it's zone running, zone blocking, and, and yeah. th- Cook was great, but those holes were huge. Cousins threw the ball ten times. Yeah, that's it. They rely on yeah. the defense, the running game, the backup running back looked great as well. That's a team with how they're built. That if they're going to play games like this now, I, I think they're going to be just as dangerous, maybe even the favorite in that NFC North. Oh, definitely, and I love watching teams like them in Tennessee sort of play this old-school football that we're just going to run it down your throat. You can't stop us. We still have a good enough quarterback receiving core to keep you honest. You know, you can't just stack eight, nine guys in the box because we will go over the top with you with Thielen and Diggs. And, I mean, that defense, I mean, come on. I mean, it's just scary, so... Yeah, Minnesota, I think Minnesota and Green Bay fighting for that NFC North title is going to be a very fun matchup. You know, just just that back and forth between when they do play each other, both this Sunday and further down the road, but just seeing how they progress throughout the season and who comes out on top in that division. But I think we're looking at two two teams from that division going into the playoffs, one in as the division winner and one as a wild card for sure. Well, I'm not counting out the Bears just yet. It was one game. They lost by That's true. you know, That's they true. lost by a score. I know the offense didn't be. show up, but they gave up ten points to Aaron Rodgers. So Yeah. We'll and see. It could be uh, three teams from that Good. division. Who we've, knows? We've I mean, seen it before. Watch. Uh, all right. Money Mitch effect with Chris Miller. Someone that didn't look good. I'm going to get this out of the way early now. The Browns were awful. It was disheartening. <laughs> it really almost broke my spirit. I'll, yeah. I'll just start with this. I know the hype train was out of control and the Browns didn't back it up. But what yeah. really irked me the most, and, and props to the Titans. I want to say that. Props to Mike Vrabel. He seems to do great when his yeah. team is playing as a massive underdog. They beat mm-hmm. the Patriots and the Eagles last year. He knows how to win these big games. Yeah. But the penalties, Chris, that, that that's the first thing I'm going to get to. They had over yeah. 15 penalties, which is the most mm-hmm. in, I think, 58, 68 years. Somewhere along those lines. So, for them, yeah, yeah. For them, yeah, for so them. They still have the record at 22. So but, they're not, yeah. they weren't prepared. It was, we, you can nitpick certain calls, but the bottom line is they weren't prepared, and that's a reflection <laughs> of the coaching staff and Freddie Kitchens and Mate being a little too laid back, at least getting yeah. his team ready. Now, now from there, I'm going to go right to the offensive line. It was a disaster. Yeah. Robinson got kicked out. Baker struggled. Yeah. The defense struggled. It was a complete terrible performance it's only one game they got the Jets on Monday night but that was awful and at home it just can't happen you cannot just lay an egg like that when you were trying to accomplish things in the season my take oh Oh, definitely and with all the hype that they had with Odell Beckham coming in to the team this offseason one thing that sort of flew under the radar was the fact that they traded away a potential Pro Bowl All-Pro guard in Zeitler to the Giants in order to get Vernon. And I think that showed up on Sunday, just not having that caliber of offensive lineman there. 
And then, yeah, Robinson getting booted for kicking a guy in the <laughs> face. That certainly doesn't help at all. No, I've never been his biggest fan, full disclosure. Yeah. I do think the line, even if he's healthy, is weak. And they have some issues there that you'd like to see them get sorted out. He saw yeah. Baker start to for some throws. It was crazy because the first drive of the game was great. And then at halftime, yeah. they come out and get a, you know, they, they move the ball again. I, I think there's a lot to clean up. And I, I just want to preface this because I know this is one week. This is the overreaction time, but this is a very sure. big game week two against the Jets because the Rams are coming to Cleveland week three. Mm-hmm. So we're getting prime time these next two weeks to see what this team is made of. You'd like to see them yeah. clean some stuff up, but just wanted to say that as well as props to the Titans for reminding people that they're still around. You know, I, I know Mariota is just solid. He, he's got his ups and downs. Henry played like a beast, but this yeah, team did. is going to accomplish whatever they accomplish based on their defense because that is way better than people give credit for. Oh, definitely. Um, my favorite moment from that game, though, to be honest, was the post-game interview with Delaney Walker. Did you see that when I he, did? And and he, he I like Delaney. I yeah, he did. He put the screen. Shout out to Delaney Walker. Yeah. He went to a Division two two school that was the same yeah. college my dad actually went to. And uh, oh, really? and look, he's in his mid. He's in his like mid thirties now. He's been going for a while. You know, Niners, yeah. and then moving over here and had the injury. Uh, I think it was last year. So. Yeah, he channeled Dennis Green and said, if you want to crown him, crown him. But I agree with yeah. what he said. You still have to play football. So, I mean, yep. that's, that should be a lesson to the Browns going yeah. forward. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I have to agree with uh, with Cowherd on this one. I think the Browns are going to struggle early. They have a brutal beginning of their schedule. I mean, they have, what, the second or third hardest schedule in yeah. the NFL. And with a young quarterback and a team that's still trying to figure out how to play with each other, it's going to be rough, but I think they will turn this ship around eventually. You know, I think kitchens will figure out how to be a solid head coach and prepare his team better. But I think they're going to, they're going to have a rough patch for a little while. I think the Jets, <laughs> the Jets are looking better than, than they have in the past. You I mean, know, they the blew that game though. The, the Jets yeah. should be one and know. Yeah. I'll give the Bills credit for fighting, but that was a tough look to blow that game at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. But, They're going to have adversity too. It's going to be a fun one to kind of monitor who comes out and, and plays with an edge. Uh, and remember, for all NFL teams out there, including the Browns, the Broncos, teams we mentioned that lost, it could always be worse. It could be the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, God, jeez. Are we ready? Am I going to have to join me and my Lions brethren? Are we going to have a new member of the 0-16 club this year? I know it's one game, but I'm, I'm starting to I'm starting to uh, send out the uh, save the dates. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think there is a very good chance that, that, that we'll have a, another member of the 0-16. Who knows? I mean, again, they, they did play a very good Baltimore team. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. We don't know how good Baltimore really is because of, you know, this one game. That's why week one is so fascinating. Because, you know, Lamar Jackson looked like he was an all-pro Super Bowl winning quarterback. I know he was playing against the Dolphins, but it was as good as you could possibly look. Uh, Hollywood Brown, the rookie, who was coming off the injury at Oklahoma, had uh, just an insane day of 147 receiving yards and and two touchdowns. He only had, like, four catches. He just kept taking the top (laughs) off the defense. Like yeah. a, like he's the next the new era Deshaun Jackson, Mark Ingram. <laughs> Mark Ingram looks slimmed down. I think that's huge. I saw him yeah. on TV and I'm like, is that Mark Ingram? 
he looks, yeah. and I mean this in a good way, like smaller and fitter than he yeah. did in uh, New Orleans. So yeah, Baltimore's tough. I've you know they're they're if Lamar Jackson plays well and throws the ball, this is a top top tier team in the AFC. Yeah. We'll see what this team looks like down the stretch because the offense is a little different. They've kind of adapted to Lamar. So, yeah, it's, it's there's a lot to be excited about the Ravens for sure. Oh, definitely. And, I mean, they were my pick before the season to be the AFC North. I think I'd still pick them to win the AFC North. Uh, I think Pittsburgh will right this ship after after a week one Ooh. and still be a contender. <laughs> so, but yeah. Baltimore's got got it running on on both sides of the ball. I mean, the defense is looking good. The offense was looking phenomenal. Do you so, say? Do you think Pittsburgh? That was just they cannot beat New England. Was that what they, they can't that, beat New England in New England? Yeah. Well, pretty much anywhere. I but yeah, they true. can't beat Tom Brady, which a lot of people can say. But well, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was bad. It's always going to be bad when you play New England. I do think there's a case to be made about the chemistry being better, which I've talked about. Uh, yeah. for that team down the road, but it was a rough, rough week one for them on Sunday night football against the Pats, who were probably a little irked they didn't get the Thursday night game for the Super Bowl champs. But yeah, be that as it may, I mean, they got in, you know, the Antonio Brown situation that we're not going to dive completely into. We don't know his status, but whether or not he's yeah. a factor on this team, long-term, short-term, they have a loaded offense, and it's only going to get better with multiple running <laughs> yeah and probably the best defense they've had in the decade so yeah. pick your poison with this team josh gordon's back it, he looks amazing their secondary yep. is outstanding tough yeah. to beat it's all it's all you can say <laughs> yeah and i think the patriots are one of the few teams that didn't need to play any of their players in the preseason and would still be fine because that team has been together as it is for the most part for years. So I don't think they needed those preseason ga- those preseason games to get warmed up and it showed clearly Pittsburgh needed them and clearly uh, didn't play in the preseason <laughs> games, at least our starters and that showed, but yeah, new England, Look, they looked every bit the champions that they were last season, and they they put the league on notice yet again. And you know, Tom Brady, prime time at home, like that's that's a sure thing, pretty much every time. Like I would put my money on on them to win that game, ten out of ten, hundred out of hundred. Yeah, you just feel like they're gonna figure it out. Uh, this team, especially, they're not slowing down. We'll see no. what happens with the roster going forward, but. Yeah, wow. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a good team. Chris Miller here on the Money Mitch Effect. Uh, that other team in the AFC Championship game was the Chiefs. I just want to talk about another team in your in your division to to always be yeah. worrying about because another Mahomes got shook, shooken up a little bit, but he looked outstanding. Hill's yes, going to miss did. some time. Yeah. And you know what? I don't think it's going to matter that much because Sammy Watkins had almost 200 yards receiving, and we left him for dead two years ago. I so I almost feel like if you can run and you have decent hands, you'll do just fine in this offense. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, the offense was firing off. So defense was for the most part, but I still think the defense needs some, some serious work. Um, but that offense is, I mean, that's a sports car. <laughs> well, and you know, I almost think that... even, even without Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah. And McCoy looking good too. They got multiple running backs they can put in there defensively. Yeah. I don't know that this team ever gets to great, but their plan and the way they play with their pace kind of doesn't, yeah. you know, they don't like to settle into games defensively. 
that that's ultimately the downfall in a lot of situations. But week one, some issues to get out of the way. I thought they looked great offensively. And uh, Jackson losing Foles in that game was a killer. While I do think that Minshew is going to be a solid NFL quarterback, not just because of week one, but for those that don't watch college football, it's a great story about him at Washington State, how he was a grad transfer, was supposed to be third string on Alabama. Leach said, do you want to be third string or do you want to lead the country in passing? He ended up actually leading the country in passing. (laughs) And he's a modern-day NFL quarterback in the sense that he's a smaller guy, but he's accurate. So he doesn't have to worry yeah. about the hits that would have knocked smaller guys out 10, 15, 20 years, 30, 40 years ago. So I think yeah. uh, I think the Jaguars are another team in a, in a very fascinating AFC South that might yeah. just float around a little while. Oh, definitely. I mean, that game ended up being a lot closer than it should have been. I think it was ultimately, what, a 14-point win for the Chiefs, if I remember correctly. And if you had looked at just the first half, you would have thought that game was going to be more on the lines of a Baltimore-Miami score. And, and the Jags, you know, they stuck around. I mean, they, they they played a much more solid second half. The defense looked better. Yeah, the offense picked it up. They'll be interesting. I don't I don't see them being better than, than third in their division right now, but maybe second. But, you know, they're, they're definitely going to they're definitely gonna make games fun, I think. I have as little confidence in a division structure in any division of football with the AFC South. Lux retirement opened yeah. the door for, and then the Titans week one performance. This is the division where anyone could win it, I think. Now, oh, the likelihood sure. of it, the likelihood of it for certain teams, just Jacksonville might be tougher, but I, I don't think you can discount anyone. I mean, you you look at the Colts, like the Colts play, play the LA Chargers, and very much in that game. Now, oh, yeah. you know, they had very they had the opportunities to win. They couldn't convert. But Marlon Mack was the best rusher in terms of yards all week. Yeah. He had the most performance. Uh, Brissett well, was were, solid. And they've what, got two missed Vinatieri field goals yeah. for winning that game on the road. Yeah. I mean, well, on the road. I mean, they were L.A. Chargers Stadium. It's like a neutral site game. But <laughs> <laughs> I have it on good authority from someone who was there that there was actually a chance that there was more Chargers fans in the stadium than Colts fans. Yeah, it's, it happens it's once or twice like a year. Five. <laughs> yeah. But, but they're there. I mean, that's what the point is. It's like the Colts with Brissett, the way they're built, they could, you know, I think this could be a, a 10 and 6 division winner. And, and maybe to me, Chris, that's an indictment of what I think of the, the Texans because they should mm-hmm. win the division. They lose yeah. the Monday night game to the Saints. Lutz hits that bomb 55-yard field goal. Oh but it God. was a game that they could have put away very yeah. much so late, and they didn't. Deshaun yeah. Watson looks electric, but he gets hit a lot, and, and I don't know that yeah. I trust Bill O'Brien in close games. Yeah, agreed. And honestly, the Colts, one thing that people also aren't talking about this team, I mean, Luck retiring, obviously the big story. But that offensive line for the Colts is solid. How sick I is mean, Quentin Nelson? Yeah, that whole that whole that whole whole O line played great. I mean, they kept Brissett, you know, for the most part upright. They were making huge holes for Mac to run through. I mean, you don't you don't gouge a solid defense for like two hundred yards on the ground if you know you're not making huge holes with your offensive line. And and they they were getting it done. On the flip side, the Texans' offensive line. Not so great. But yeah, Watson was getting pummeled. You know, and he still looked amazing out there when he w- wasn't getting wrecked. But 
yeah, they got to figure that out and quick because, you know, he is going to have a very short career if he keeps getting hit like that. I mean, I think he got hit 10 times, sacked five times. You know, that's yeah. that's not a way to keep someone in the league for a long time. And I think Andrew Luck has already set that template for players going forward. Yeah, and I, I want to just also mention, I do think sometimes it's on Watson a little bit. I think he tries to extend plays a little too much, and he does take some, some hits. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, this is a good team. They're still my pick to win the division, but no lock I mean you got to win these close games the Saints were a team that in the Saints I just want to touch on them Chris in the past you know they've been they've been arguably as good as any team in football the last couple of years you know the calls and plays that have gone against them and kept them from winning the title or contending for the title yeah. but they've always kind of started slow so I think it's a it's great for them that they escaped with a win because what we know about them is, you know, last year they lose to Tampa week one at home, get demolished. Mm -hmm. They play better as the season goes on. So I think they'll be fine. This was uh, more of a luxury for them than other teams in their position. Oh yeah, definitely. And I mean, first off, that was by far the, the most fun game to watch this week. I mean, that was crazy. Those last just, you know, what, seven minutes was it was insane. But I think also uh, this just shows you just how awesome Drew Brees is as a leader, as a guy who can just close you know, when he needs to. Like at no point did uh, I think the Sean Payton or those or the Saints were they worried after uh, Deshaun Watson led the Texans back, you know, back on top with what was like thirty-five seconds left or something like that. Both the Texans on their sideline. And the Saints on their side were like, you left us way too much time. <laughs> way too much time. And yeah. he proved it. And then Lutz, of course, the 58-yard bomb, which I believe is his career long, you could tell the second he kicked that from the sound and everything that that was going in. And that was he, – he bombed that one, and it was – yeah, it was a great game to watch. And we saw the, we saw the uh, wrestling move from uh, DeAndre Hopkins. A solid <laughs> takedown in Olympic freestyle wrestling. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Uh, <laughs> he's clearly been watching some UFC lately. Um, and, uh, yeah. His form, I mean, while it may have been a 15-yard penalty, his form was impeccable. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think he's got a second career if he if he's looking forward to it. Uh, Chris, a couple, yeah. couple more quick things uh, on some other games before we kind of wrap it with the week two look ahead. But sure. the uh, – the, the other guy I want to talk about that looks awful, absolutely awful, to the point where I'm not sure he should be even starting in week two. Our good, our good buddy Jameis Winston is back. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that was terrible. Like a rough game. <laughs> that's so, so bad. I yeah. still don't know what to think about the Niners because I feel like they were gift wrapped this game. Yeah, uh, Bruce Arians is a quarterback whisperer. I think he may have met his match in Jameis Winston. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, remember when there was moments where people were like, man, Jameis Winston could be a really good professional quarterback, you know, and then <laughs> that sort of disappeared. He's uh, just too reckless. It's just that's what it comes down to for me, just too reckless. Yeah. Can't yeah. trust that. Yeah, I just, I mean, he's got a decent arm, but I don't think he has the arm to try to, you know, make the throws that he's trying to make and just – Poor decision making after poor decision making after poor decision making, and that, that showed both on and off the football field when he was in college, and it's uh, 
rearing its head again in the pros and he is who he is and yeah uh <laughs> i don't know what else you do if you're tampa bay but i guess you just sort of <laughs> write it out and see if he can uh if Bruce Arians can uh fix this problem yep. but as the saying goes it's you know you can't really polish a turd so <laughs> i think that this is sort of the scenario we find ourselves in with the Buccaneers. You ride it uh, out, you ride it out, and then you get a high draft pick. That's what's uh, that's what's coming. I that's think. right. Then you go get uh, uh, God, I'm so bad with names. What's his face from Oregon or whatever? You know, yeah, Herbert or Tua. Yeah, one of those two. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and runner up on the medal stand for just embarrassing franchises in 2019, the New York Giants. If it wasn't for the <laughs> Dolphins, we'd be talking about how they were the worst team in football. Uh, they made Dak Prescott look like uh, a combination of uh, let's see Troy Aikman, Joe Montana, Steve Young in there. I mean, it was uh, it was a vintage display from Dak, and he may have get, earned himself five hundred million dollars with Jerry Jones in a good mood this week. But another they, team like the Ravens, I don't know what yeah. the Cowboys are because they're not going to play the Giants every week. No, I know. Well, not only did they make Dak Prescott look good, they made you know Witten look like he didn't take a year off. You know, we probably could have called the game and played in it and still been fine. <laughs> maybe. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe awesome. not. Yeah, they might not have won by as much, but it would have been pretty but, I mean, close. How much? I mean, it's still like, it's hard to say. Like, was that game just the Cowboys being really good? Because their defense for the Cowboys is pretty darn solid. That offensive line is very good. Dak is, you know a good quarterback. I wouldn't call him a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback. You have to account for Zeke. So, I mean, the Cowboys are good teams. Did the the Giants get beaten by a good team or are they just a bad team that made an okay team look look better? Honestly, I think it was more the Giants got beat just by a good team. I, I think the Cowboys are pretty darn good. I think the Eagles are better as far as that division goes. But, you know, I think the Cowboys are going to be in the mix. Um, yeah, for sure. The offseason. They'll, they'll, if they're not in, they'll at least make things interesting. For sure. And, and I think the Cowboys, Dak, too, a reflection of him. And I don't mean this disparagingly, even though it might sound that way. They play great as front runners. When you get yeah. that team a lead with their defense, with Dak doing certain things, with Zeke being able to be a factor, they can yeah. wear you down. We saw it oh, with the yeah. Saints on that Thursday night game when uh, the Cowboys were beat a, beat a one-loss Saints team that was on fire. Uh, I just think that's how they're built. They want to get that lead and then just, you know, lock you down onto playing some physical football where Dak can kind of mix it up a little bit. The Giants, I mean, their defense is just atrocious. And the game plan was yeah. terrible. I mean, Saquon Barkley, 15 carries. I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, this is a guy that is the lone bright spot in your offense. Now, if you're saving him, my question is, what are you saving him for? Because where is yeah, this exactly. team going to go? So yeah, we'll have to well, see. We'll have to see when the Cowboys competition gets up if this model yeah. can can be used going forward. Well, and week one against your like hated rival is not the week to save your star running back. That's the week. Got to get him the ball more. I mean, unleash. come on. Yeah. And going back to Dak, uh, and that's you know going back to Monday night the Saints Texans game. I think if you flip that and it was say Texans Cowboys, and you had Dak and the Cowboys. Chasing a, a long field goal with thirty seconds left, I don't. I don't think Dak and the Cowboys win that scenario. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I don't. I don't think that they're a come from behind team for sure. They're definitely a 
let's let's get out there quick and fast and then slow mm-hmm. things down and just yeah. beat you into a pulp with Zeke. Well, you know who is a come from behind team is the Eagles because they yeah. find themselves almost every year opening weekend down by yeah. double digits and then they can storm back. Uh, back <laughs> did it again. Deshaun yeah. Jackson's back in Philly catching bombs. Wentz looks relatively healthy. And yeah. the Eagles don't know what to do with their running backs. It's another yeah. season in Philly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. For fantasy purposes, I'd like to see more Jordan Howard, but I don't uh, I don't know if he's bench, though. <laughs> Doug <laughs> Peterson loves Darren Sproles. I think he'll love him as long as he's breathing. And maybe Listen. Miles Sanders is the guy. Maybe it's Howard. I think uh, Clement yeah. didn't even get a carry yesterday. They've got some options. I think with Philly, they got to start better because the Redskins are going to give them luxuries that other teams aren't going to. So I do think Philly yeah. – I expect big things out of Philly this year. The Philly-Dallas rivalry will be great. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it was a great second half by the Eagles. I'd like to see oh, them play a more complete game next time out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they got the late game Sunday against Atlanta. I think that's definitely a good game for them to to – come out hot and fast offensively against a, 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 a moderately okay defense. The question is, can their defense show up against an offense that can, can light you up in a hurry? So uh, it'll be a, that'll be a fun one. And, yeah, I'd like to see the Eagles come out uh, guns blazing, but we'll see. Yeah, a lot to be digested in that division. Um, yeah, and I think – I think we pretty much wrapped through any other storylines. I, I should mention the Rams beating the Panthers was another big game with two teams that are going to be there. McCaffrey is such a stud. It's crazy. But the Rams get it done with mm-hmm. just a little more firepower, a little bit better defense, and uh, yeah. maybe some issues with Gurley this season. I mean, that's going to be something to monitor, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, he still had the, the, the bulk of the carries, but if you look at you know what he did with them, I mean, nothing, nothing – terribly impressive you know i think the rams are going to be more of a spread and throw you know and then Gurley will be sort of like that slow the clock down once once they've once they take the lead sort of like the cowboys scenario i don't know i mean if he's hurting more than they're than than we think and they're certainly not saying anything and but there's definitely something going on and it could just be a mental thing too who knows i mean he's he's not quite as bad as the uh, Jeff Fisher era, Todd Gurley. Um, That's you know, great. The end of last season, beginning of this season, he certainly looked more like that sort of Todd Gurley as opposed to yeah. the Todd Gurley of the early last season, season before, where he was just lighting things up. So something's going on, and it could just be that whatever it is is hurting. He's still trying to build his own trust in himself and his body to not give out when he's trying to cut and move and if that's the case then you know i think he'll 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 get back on track but it might take him a few more weeks to sort of look more like the girly we expect yeah this is a situation where unlike the giants because i don't think they're they're really going anywhere and they don't have the weapons the rams have the weapons <laughs> where they can kind of ease him into full playoff mode you don't you, you want to be careful mm-hmm. with this guy and you have the running back Brown tore it up. That you know they've got a good passing game, a great defense. They'll be mm-hmm. they'll be fine. All right, Chris yeah. Chris Miller, Money Mitch effect. Uh, last thing before we go here, week two, some big games. Yep. You mentioned Packers Vikings. We uh, we oh, look yeah. forward to that one. 
Uh, sure. The Thursday night game of Tampa and Carolina gets us going. What are some other games and some other storylines you're looking at? I mean, honestly, and this is weird to say, but I mean, I'm kind of excited for Jets Browns. Oh, ooh, you know? all right. Who's not sort of excited about that game? You know, naturally, uh, Kansas City Oakland. You know, that's the Raiders' oldest, most bitter rival. So definitely an interesting storyline. You know, can the Raiders? carry that momentum from uh, week one into a, a very difficult week two game. How much is Tyreek Hill being gone going to affect the Chiefs offense? The Raiders now looks like they've lost Jonathan Abrams for the year. So how does that affect an already young and uh, relatively new to each other secondary? I think that's going to be you know an interesting storyline. Let's see what else. I mean, yeah, Minnesota Green Bay, of course. That's that's gonna be fun. Um, and Chicago Denver. Which one of those teams uh, can uh, yeah. right the ship after Week One? I think it's gonna be Chicago on the road. But if not, and, oh boy. Yeah, and uh, New Orleans. Well, that's yeah, New Orleans and, and and L.A. That the Rams. That's gonna be the game because. Of course. That's why that win for the Saints was huge. They, this, they could have been facing 0-2 if they would have lost that game and had to go to play the Rams, where it's not the scene of the crime, but you know the other stadium where the last time these two teams played, uh, a lot of drama went down. So that's a big okay. one. Uh, that That's something I think I'm looking forward to. I'm even looking forward to that Sunday night game, Eagles and Falcons. Falcons had yeah. a very poor showing. They're at home. This is a big one. Got to gotta show up at home. Don't want to drop 0-2. The percentages go down when you start 0-2. Of yep. making the playoffs, so mm-hmm. that's a big one there. Really excited. A lot of rivalry games, like you said. We have Chiefs and uh, Raiders, Titans, Colts. Titans had never beat Andrew Luck as a starting quarterback, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> let's see if yeah. that streak ends. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's see what happens there. And Dallas he's like tired. He knew he was he was going to beat the Titans this year. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to go out a winner. I'm done. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Dallas, Washington, another old school rivalry too. Uh, and, and quickly. I will I will try to be as transparent as possible in an eliminator pool. I want to let everybody out there know that. Uh, started with two entries because one wanted to be sentimental and pick the Browns, so I'm out of that one already. <laughs> so last week we went in, the, and I'll call it the serious one, we went Seahawks and they barely beat the Bengals, so I was living on an edge there with yeah. them almost blowing it. My mm-hmm. week two pick for this, I've already pretty much decided who we're going to go with. Now it's a traditional pool where you can't use the same team twice so you got to mm-hmm. be strategic with it mm-hmm. Chris week two I'm riding with the Ravens the Ravens Ravens okay. at home Arizona feel good about that one uh, yeah. a lot of people use the Ravens against the Dolphins so it's not a luxury for everyone out there who looked really smart picking the Ravens over the Dolphins but I like it I try to stay away from division games or Thursday games and you yeah. know I think the Ravens are a team that I expect to hover around 10 wins or so this looks like one they should have against a rookie quarterback, and I like Baltimore here. Yeah, that, I think it's a safe pick. I mean, obviously, New England, Miami's a... <laughs> Got to uh, save them, though. Got to save the Pats a little, I think. That's part yeah, of it. I think you just take whoever's playing Miami on any given week. I know that doesn't work for at least three games because you can't pick their division, you know... <laughs> twice, uh, yeah. Rivals twice, but I like the Chargers against Detroit on the road. It's a good um, one. Worried a little bit about Hunter Henry going down, though. That could be... You know, yeah. the, the Chargers have, they're, I wouldn't say they're banged up. They got guys holding out. They're, they're, they're in flux a little bit. But yeah, yeah, Detroit finding a way to tie that game. Should give a shout out to the tie. We had to have one week one Cardinals Lions yeah. coming through. 
Yeah. God, if I had to pick another game, I mean, I, I think you nailed it with Baltimore. I like the Chargers. I like Houston at home against Jacksonville and the and the backup quarterback. I, I don't know if I'd pick them over Baltimore in this scenario. And I like Dallas on the road against Washington. I think Washington's in, an interesting story, but I think Dallas takes the momentum from smacking the Giants around on the road and continues that against Washington. Well, can't wait to see what happens, Chris. This was fun. We'll be doing this yeah. again at some point very soon. But, Chris Miller, thanks for going on, and thanks for coming on the Money Mitch Effect. Hopefully uh, we, can, we Browns fans can join you and the Raiders Nation in uh, the win <laughs> column sometime soon before I just completely snap. But thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, my pleasure. And, uh, yeah, anytime, man. Always enjoy it. That's it for today's show. Huge thanks again to Chris Miller for coming on the Money Mitch Effect. And just want to also throw out some college football picks. We've been doing uh, some picks this year. We've done pretty well. Like both Oklahoma schools to cover their spreads this weekend. Oklahoma, the Sooners taking on UCLA out in LA. That should be a bloodbath. It's 22-23. I think they're going to be just fine there. And Oklahoma State, 13.5 point favorites on the road against Tulsa. Oklahoma State's got a great offense. They know how to put points up against lesser defenses, and there will be an emotional lift with the passing of the legendary T. Boone Pickens, greatest booster that school, and many, I think any school has ever seen. So I think they'll be fine there. Like the Buckeyes to cover, and if you're looking for an underdog, Houston on Friday night against Washington State is one to consider. Those are just some picks. Just wanted to throw out there as well. You know, this is week three. There's no ranked matchups, but the last time that happened a couple years ago, lots of upsets happened. So find some underdogs that you think might be uh, worth taking and uh, take a flyer on them as well. You can catch every episode of the Money Mitch Effect on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Just search Money Mitch Effect and it pops right up. I'm on Twitter at MoneyMitchM21. And check out the Money Mitch Effect Facebook page as well. That's it for the show. I am Mitch Michaels. Thanks for listening. Good luck to all your fantasy football teams out there if you play. And remember to keep enjoying sports.